Hi everyone, welcome to episode 22. This episode is supported by Sean Enman from Coldfeed Studios, who is currently advising product makers like us, and Paul McCall from StartupResources.io, which is a website filled with collections of tools that cover every aspect of your new and growing business. More about both of them later during the show. Hi everyone, this is Val Sopi, and this is Bootstrapping SaaS. In this podcast, I share my journey to 10K in recurring revenue with ClaryTask.com. All right, so episode 22, and uh, it's been a it's been a boring week. Um, I've been working on client work mostly. As I've been doing for the past few weeks, haven't been working that much on ClariTask besides speaking to a few customers, um, but I haven't done any work on it. I haven't really um, moved the needle, 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 needle that much. Uh, so here am I uh, thinking about things and things I want to talk to to you about today. So. Um, uh, bootstrapping, yeah. So bootstrapping has been a theme of this show. The name has the bootstrapping word in it. And I talk a lot about bootstrapping. Um, though, uh, the way I am doing it, uh, it's not really working for me. Because uh, on one side, I'm trying to get income from client work, from consultancy work that I do. And then uh, pour that money back in into the product, which I am doing on my own as well. Uh, maybe this sort of setup would have worked if I was um, having a uh, a co-founder that I would delegate tasks to, or someone I would work together with, uh, in a way that I would work on my consultancy work, and then. Uh, use that money to pay somebody while I don't take any time off from doing consultancy work and bringing more money in. So the part that's not working for me is the part where I am getting away from ClariTask in a, um, you know, it's been now a couple of weeks that I haven't done anything on it. And I'm working on consultancy work, trying to get some money, and then be done with that client work and then come back to ClariTask. However, by the time I'm, I'm back at ClariTask, the money that I've made already, it's not really there because I have living expenses that are not that cheap when you have two kids um, and married. So um, it's a little difficult. And that um, this model is definitely not working. And I get frustrated because of it. Um, it would probably work if ClariTask was a side project, but it's not. I want I want it to be something more for me where I am working on it full time and it's supporting me and my family. And the only way for me to do that is if I work on it constantly. Um, so this sort of setup is not working in that sense. Uh, one thing that is working is that as I'm working on my client's project, I'm getting all these various ideas about ClariTask and how I can make it better. So I have, I'm having this um, sort of um, um, bigger interest in how to make it better. But in, in product making, 
what you really want to do is get some momentum going. And getting a, a good momentum in a B2B product is very hard. And once you get it, it's really good to keep going uh, because if you let it go for, for a little bit, you're back at square one, which is where I will be once I'm done with my client's project. Um, I will be back on code as if I have just started. I will be back on marketing and selling as if I have just started. And um, that will be very painful uh, once I do that. So I will lose that momentum that I've been um, building up for this past couple of months. So I don't want to be complaining here about the situation, but I need to find a new model. Uh, either get some sort of a investment of some sort or even a loan um, or go for broke as I usually do. I don't know. Um what I need to do is once this project is over, I need to take a week off and maybe for a day or two go somewhere on my own, um, travel somewhere close and maybe just uh, be out in the nature and just try to see um, where I want to go with Claritask and how I want to go about it and the whole situation of... Um, having enough income to run a family and run a product at the same time. So that's sort of what I'm facing. And uh, the project will be done in a couple of weeks. So this week, this coming week is quite a um, uh, quite a big one. Uh, we're launching, we're testing, and then the client will start using the actual product that they're building with me. Uh, once that is done, I want to... Uh, sit down, like I said, and then just decide um, what I want to do next. I don't want to talk to um, anyone actually about it. I've been in this situation for so many times and I've bothered my friends and people that I know online and my family with the same questions over and over and over again. And I pretty much know their answers. So the only person I could probably share, uh, it's somebody completely new that hasn't you know, doesn't know me that I don't know them and maybe they can have a new take. However, if I get away for, for a couple of days, at least a day or two, um, possibly nature, like I said, uh, it will do wonders for me in knowing what I want to do next and how to go about uh, building Claritask. One of the ideas is to... Um, uh, to go fully on sales, so not build the product at all. So the way of doing sales, I think, is I will try to do cold emailing, uh, really specifically targeted cold emailing, where I send about 5,000 emails and try to close five, which is not even 1%, it's 0.1%. Um, but five clients will get me closer to 500 MRR and then closer to 1,000, etc., um, and then maybe I will try to up the prices, which I really been wanting to do for a long time because clients that are using Claritask are replacing a couple of pro couple of products that they already use. And also, um, they're getting a lot of value out of it. Uh, you know, the comments from current clients are all incredible. Uh, one of the paying clients said that they've chosen Claritask over Trello, even though Trello is uh, free. And Claritask is a paid product, and Claritask is a no-brainer for 
everyone in their staff using it. So everybody learns it quickly. They rely on ClarityTask heavily. And that's pretty much has been the comments across the board, which make me really happy. And I want to make uh, more clients similar to them happier um, and then keep them happy as well. So focus on the ones that are already using and paying for ClarityTask. So the idea is um, once the client project is done, focus on sales with ClarityTask, um, send about 5,000 emails, uh, not all at once, uh, maybe within a month. And then from those 5,000 emails, try to get on demos with a few clients to try to show them the real value of ClarityTask and what they can do with it. Um, and then hopefully close about five from those 5,000 emails. And then rinse and repeat. And if I get to $1,000 per month uh, in recurring revenue, then I can continue without doing any other client work, consultancy work on the side, which will make me very happy, I, I believe, um, going forward. Because uh, whenever I work on ClarityTask, I'm the most happiest person in the world. There are days where I'm having a hard time maybe with an issue, with something that I'm trying to solve or you know trying to close a client. But uh, for the most part, I'm a, I'm a different person. When I'm working on client work, I'm mostly frustrated even though the current client is amazingly good. They love what, um, what I'm doing. Uh, they love the work that I'm producing for them. But it's very frustrating in the sense that I feel like I'm wasting my precious time of building a product that will bring me even more uh, revenue than client work ever will because for the amount of time that I'm putting on client work, I get paid, the money is gone, I have to find another client. On the other side, ClarityTask is suffering because I'm not on it 100% of the time. Um, and also I was trying to work out a, a way where uh, I'm working half the day in client work and then half the day in ClarityTask and that only works on paper for me. I don't have the brain power to switch between projects like that. Um, I don't know if you can, I don't know if anybody can, but working on two completely different projects with two different, uh, with various, not two, but various problems, separate problems completely that you really have to dig in and, and try to solve code-wise. Um, and another thing that's pissing me off is when I was working on ClarityTask, I would get new ideas on not just building it, just you know, marketing and such and other things. Um, I would get ideas in the shower and when I was eating, when I was working out, and now I'm not getting those ideas because I'm not working on ClarityTask, and that pisses me off completely. Uh, I'm trying to maintain my sanity by going to the gym, trying to be healthy, doing some meditation, listening to good music, and then just um, praying and and believing that I will continue on ClarityTask and grow it to the point where. Um, um, it needs to be, it deserves to be. So I want to sort of chaperone that for ClarityTask. Um, yeah, so um, that's pretty much what has been going on uh, with ClarityTask and my client work. Um, I want to take a quick break and mention one of my supporters. So Sean, that I mentioned in the beginning of the show, is from Cold Feet Studios. And he's currently advising product makers like us, like me and you, and if you are weighing your options as you try to overcome an obstacle in your startup, uh, Sean is the person you want to speak to and just reflect free for 30 minutes. Sean is curious about bootstrappers like us um, and wants to help because he's a bootstrapper too. Uh, so if you want to talk to Sean for free 
and get his ideas about your product um, and his guidance, you can go to coldfeedstudios.com and sign up for his free 30-minute talk. That is coldfeedstudios.com. All right, so back to the show. Um, let me see what I have here on the list. Um, one thing that I was thinking about over the week is that, you know, I believe a lot in luck, all right? So, um, but I want to put that aside for a moment. And I want to focus on the part where you really have to do the work and what makes a product great. Um, I, I have these three pillars that I always think about that would make a product sell and be successful. Um, and that would happen if I had a team, if I had some sort of funding where I can have a team, or maybe if um, the revenue that ClareTask made would be able to afford those people, uh, those professionals that would take care of those three pillars. So uh, those three pillars are marketing, um, sales, and product. Um, I believe that sales is the number one. And the only reason I think that, especially recently and especially after speaking with uh, Louis Nichols um, a few podcasts back, is that in sales, when you're doing sales, when you're doing direct sales and speaking to people, you get live um, feedback. So you get to know exactly why they don't want to buy, why they don't want to move forward with adopting the product for their company, you get to hear their real feedback. Um, if they, if that client would have went to your product's website and then clicked X and just quit without registering, you would never know because they don't leave a comment even if they have a way to leave a comment on their way out. Um, with sales, you can ask what they think exactly and if they want to move forward. And they sort of have that social, I guess, um, obligation to, to tell you because you will be asking them. And for them to give you the answer, it wouldn't be so hard because they can say, oh, it doesn't fit what we're looking for. And you can ask a few follow-up questions without being pushy, but you can still get a lot of feedback about what's happening with your product. So um, with that said... I um I think that um you know sales should lead a product especially in the early days where we're trying to get a lot of feedback and the way to do sales right is to get to talk to the right people and how you do that it's it's the real magic I guess you know if you know where your clients are and who your clients going to be then you target those people so in my case I uh my my current users are a couple of them are in a digital marketing space so I'm going to try to uh, talk to digital marketing companies where they're trying to schedule and manage their writing and tasks and teams and deliverables in a fast-paced uh, fast environment. So I'm trying to solve that for them and make it easier for them to deliver that work on time without having to have multiple products to manage their workflow. So uh, for me, that's that. Um, and I will try to talk to these people and learn about their uh, their obstacles and use those comments and those uh, replies I get from them as a way to uh, improve my product. And then when I sell to the next one, I have a better idea of what their real problem is. Um, I've always gone into a marketing sort of uh, mode whenever I launched a product because it's much easier to hide behind a key keyboard and a laptop. 
and just push podcasts and and blogs and and leave comments on Quora and Twitter, etc. But um, that doesn't give you any real-time feedback, which you can use to, um, one, improve the product, uh, which is a no-brainer, and then second, improve your message and try to find the target audience that you're trying to solve and sell to. So um, sales is number one. And then I would put product number two because you, you talk to people, you hear their feedback, you hear their approval, their rejection, and then you put that back into product. So you're improving the product based on them what they need. And it's key if you're talking to the right people because if you are making a product for digital marketers and you're talking to doctors, they could be a, a target, that's true, but your product could stray away in, in various directions. So I think the magic is trying to to really knowing where your sort of uh, product or your market will be to, to find that product market fit. So sales, get feedback, improve the product, sell more, sell again, and then marketing. And I, marketing is more broad for me, and I could be wrong with this, but I even put customer service in marketing because marketing has, um, I think it's every little point that your client touches and that comes into contact uh, with your product and your company and your brand. So the reason I put content uh, customer service in marketing is because I think that the way your customer care speaks to a client, that's almost like the way your website or your logo speaks to them because that's sort of their interaction with them, uh, with your product, with your brand. So marketing is broader, and I think it, it, it should sort of um, blanket sales and product as you grow up market. But I don't, I don't think it should be the first thing when you're launching a product, especially if you're bootstrapping like I've, I've been doing. And one thing that I regret uh, is that I should have done more sales right in the beginning of the product. Like when I launched, I should have done more um, uh, more, more sales, more direct sales, more emails, more you know, talking to people, getting the right people to talk to. And then not thinking of sales as trying to push something that people don't want because obviously a lot of people, a lot. I mean, a couple of companies with about 100 people are finding Claritas useful, which is a, it's an okay number. It's not a bad number to have and I have people paying for it, so I already have a product that could help other people. And the way I, uh, I want to try to sell it is to introduce people to the product and then try to uh, have them see the value in it. And if they do, then they can start you know, bringing their company, etc., and then uh, eventually pay so I can continue making the product better and I don't have to do any consultancy work. So yeah, um, you know, sales, number one, product number two, and then marketing is sort of number three that comes at a later point. And I've been doing it backwards a little bit. I've been doing marketing in a way and not very focused, but, you know, it's still some marketing. And then as sales, I pushed aside it completely. So uh, moving on, that's one of the ideas to do sales. Like I said before, send direct emails to to people that I will, um, I would like to introduce Task to. So, yeah, you know. That's that's what I think um, about having a a killer product is to um, do those three pillars: marketing, sorry, sales, product, and marketing, uh, all at hundred percent. And uh, to do them on my own, it's very hard. Um, it's also not that great because you know you only have so much 
uh, energy and brain power to tackle any one of them, let alone three. So um, the best part would be to have a team, a team of co-founders or people that you were able to hire that are really good and can do those things. So, um, yeah. So another quick break for uh, another supporter of the show. So StartupResources.io is run by Paul McAlf, and it's a curated list of the best tools you need for getting your startup off the ground. Uh, Startup Resources has a popular weekly newsletter where more than 3,000 entrepreneurs and makers get the newsletter on a weekly basis. Uh, Paul regularly receives comments like this one from last week, uh, which says that, Uh, This is one of my favorite newsletters. I always get something out of it, and I really thank you for the work you put into it. So go to startupresources.io to sign up for free. Uh, Back to the show. Um, Moving forward, I've been mentioning this in in the last few episodes that uh, moving forward, I want to uh, portray Claritask more as a company um, where... Other businesses buying from Claritas, they sort of don't have this doubt that it's run by one person or it's a really small team. Uh, Businesses want to be secure that you'll be around uh, for quite some time because switching products is really hard, not only for individuals, but for companies as well, where they have like 20 people working, using your product. And then one day, if you cease to exist, um, it can really uh, shatter their processes. So... uh, uh, eventually, I would love to hire somebody. I would love to be in a position where I have a team that are working on on clay tasks. So, with that, with that vision, I want to sort of um, foreshadow that in a way where I am uh, portraying clay task the way I want it to be down the line. Uh, so, um, even talking about this podcast, this show. I probably don't want it to appear on Google search results, so it will only be for friends like you, where you have the link and you'll know a little bit about me and uh, my journey and then listen to this show. And I will keep this going um, for for um, the amount of time that I get to 10K in MRR. But I will probably start hiding it uh, from the broad sort of audience, from the unknown people that are you know looking for a product and uh, this sort of out in the open information at this point where nobody knows me or the product, I think could do um, more harm than, than good. So, um, yeah, I think that's what I will, will be doing moving forward. And I want to let you know that, you know, you'll still have access, of course, you know, because I'll keep this, even if I go very private with this information, I will have still a way for people that really want to learn about me and the journey a uh, way to reach me and listen to the show. So it won't be paid or anything like that. Uh, just probably hidden from Google results with index, no, no index, no follow. Um, and that's the show for today. Uh, thanks for listening, and I will see you next week. Mm-hmm.